This is a Federal News Network podcast. A year later than expected, the 18F organization at the General Services Administration will finally break even in 2020. The technology consulting and service provider spent $600,000 more in 2019 than it brought in from agency customers. Getting to this point was a long time in coming for 18F, which the Obama administration created back in 2014 to help agencies move the IT modernization needle forward faster. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why House lawmakers have been questioning 18F finances And in fact, its whole role in this whole modernization idea, Jason joins me now in studio. Congress has been interested in this for a long time. What's the latest? The fact that the 18F organization is going to expect to, I should say, break even in 2020 is a big deal, Tom. If you remember, 18F jumped out of the gates as a big startup, a government startup, lots of people and and. You know the money flowed. the The rules were ignored. They they really had that mentality of as, as a startup culture in Silicon Valley. And then, as you could predict, they got into a little bit of trouble. And what came out was they were spending at rates that they did not have money to to pay back the loan. It was all salaries. It was it was all salaries and expenses. And GSA had initially said we're going to give you, quote, unquote, loan you $30 million to start up, but you're going to pay that back by getting agency customers. Well, a GAO report came out in 2016 that basically said, you're not going to pay this back until 2019, a full three more years until you get to you know black or break even. And that's assuming they could keep up the level of business they were having. And that people still wanted to use them and they weren't turning people off, which they did early on because they came in with this, again, startup mentality that didn't always sit well in government. In some places it did, many places it didn't. So the fact is that that ATF has fixed a lot of those early challenges and early problems, and now their staff is right around 100 or maybe a little bit less. At one point in time, they had 225 people on their staff. Uh, at the same time, their number of billable hours is is up, meaning staff utilization is over 80%, meaning those people who are working on projects that, quote-unquote, have billable hours. We're talking very private sector. And, you know, they, they basically, you know, their, their gross margin improved by $3.5 million in 2019. Yes, they still lost $600,000, but the point is, is that they're so close to breaking even. And again, a year after they're not they, losing yes, a million. <laughs> they're not losing a million, they're losing $30 million. So these are all good points. But Congress has been very focused because what are you doing with the money that you have? What's taking so long? And what value are you bringing? And I think those are all fair questions to be asked by lawmakers. And the lawmakers were also questioning your reporting that they are concerned about redundancy between 18F and the centers of excellence, which are agency-based and the more recent phenomenon trying to get to modernization. The 18F organization was developed by the Obama administration, the Centers of Excellence Initiative developed by the Trump administration. Lawmakers are going, okay, what's really the difference here? And could we combine them? Could they be uh, complementary? How do they work together? And I think those are all fair questions. And Anil Chirion, who is the director of the Technology Transformation Service at GSA that both 18F and the COEs fall under, had a really interesting discussion about with the House Oversight and Reform Subcommittee on Government Operations about the differences between the two organizations. So he says 18F is primarily what he'll call a user-centered design-focused organization. They look at the processes agencies are using, streamline them to, so they're really focused on who the end user is. He said the COEs, the Centers of Excellence approach, is much more top-down, really focused broadly on transformation around things like cloud adoption, data analytics, customer experience, contact centers, data center optimization, and now artificial intelligence is the 
latest one. And he said really what they're doing is leveraging skills of, of their COE staff to help agencies really transform. So similar but different. And I think that seemed to relax Congress a little bit. But what's interesting here, Tom, is if Congress is asking these questions, is this a matter of GSA and the administration more broadly not telling enough of the good news stories about what's happening within the COEs? And that also leads me to the question, are there no good news stories happening in the COEs? I know I've written about USDA, the Agriculture Department, which was the first one out of the gate. But the rest of them are still in this early part of phase one of the what they call discovery. And even HUD, which is supposed to go into phase sure. two, has been very much delayed. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller and maybe a financial analog to 18F, a better one than the Centers of Excellence, would be projects being done with the technology modernization funds, because those are supposed to be paid back in the same way that 18F is supposed to pay back GSA. Did that come up? TMF did not come up because I think that's more broad than what they were trying to focus on, which was what GSA was doing. I mean, I think they looked at 18F, they looked at the COEs, they looked at the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, the big telecommunications contract, and of course they looked at the e-commerce platform, another another big initiative. All yeah, these let's hear about with, that one. Within GSA. That has been really hard to get out of the docks yet, and, and Congress may not trust it. They haven't really trusted it fully to date. And, and in fact, it may not get out of the docks even later. What we found out at the hearing was there's three more protests that have been filed. Now, we had to ask when you when they talk about protests, they're talking about GAO protests, Court of Federal Claim protests. And actually, Tom, they were at the agency level protests, which is even more interesting because going back to some reporting we did last year or last fall, Amazon, which everyone thought this e-commerce platform initiative really was aimed toward, filed an, an, an agency level protest and, and really kind of had GSA end up going back and re-looking at its solicitation and, and, and putting an amendment out. So now these there's three other protests, and we don't know from whom. We did ask. They, the GSA said they don't comment on active procurements. Well, agency-level protests then would be pre-award. Pre-award. Anyhow, right. And it's it, they don't want to raise it to the level of GAO or raise it to the level, level of Court of Federal Claims. They're basically trying to say to GSA, wink, wink, nod, nod, let's work this out together because we want to make this happen together versus we're mad at you and we're going to take it to GAO. And, and long story short is there, what Bill Zelensky said at the hearing, who was in GSA, is running several of these initiatives. He said it's because they, there's at least three Vendors who are just were kind of kicked out, if you will, not qualified to bid or, or their bids weren't accepted. So they're down selected. Down selected is probably the best word, right? And they're saying, no, no, we, we should be part of this. We want to be part of it. Let us back in. At the same time, there's also questions that came up during the hearing around Ability One and whether how, how will this e commerce platform ensure that it's meeting those requirements? Sure. And that's for those blind and disabled people making certain types of products. And then finally, supply chain risk management came up too. So a lot of questions from lawmakers over e-commerce. Is your sense that they basically support the e-commerce idea? I think they support the broad vision of e-commerce. What they want to hear more from GSA is how are you going to overcome a lot of these obstacles? Because at the same time, the White House, the President Trump signed an executive order saying to these e-commerce platform providers, we will hold you accountable for counterfeit goods and fake goods and risks to the supply chain. And how does that match up with what GSA is doing? And that was another question that came up during the hearing. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Check out his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. Pop quiz. What can you buy for three ninety nine? 
Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Want your business to have the best opportunity for success? Take a tip from tech industry leader Intel when you move or expand in Ohio. The new Silicon Heartland is the place forward-thinking business leaders find ample talent, a highly ranked business climate, convenient central location, plus an especially low-risk environment for site selection. Where else can you have all the room you need to grow while rubbing elbows with the giants in your industry? Visit successinohio.com today.